Time now for the Voice of the Land on the Big Play Network with your hosts, Kevin Arnold and Always Positive Jay. Oh, the fun we have before we come on and do this show. And yes, I know we were off last week. And yeah, we'll be off next week. But hey, it's summertime. There's no real replacements like other places have. A bunch of people you can keep filtering through. It's just us. It's yeah. just the three of us here on The Voice of Land on the Big Play Network. Partnered with LPV Productions. I'm Kevin Arnold. On the other side of the table, it's always positive. Jay and behind... In parts unknown, it is whatever Jarvis was to Iron Man. Audio is the voice of the land. His humanoid form is Peter Tellup. We are brought to you by Vector Technical to get the right person in the right job the first time. More information to come on them as the show goes on. But the show must go on and must actually get going. And we will start with baseball before we get into our guests. We are, I guess... A little cross-promotion, you know, a little Cleveland-based podcast, kind of, you know, one comes on here, then you go on another show. Yeah, I'll be on their show, The Dog Chug, at 10 o'clock tonight, which I just have to stay awake. That's my goal, (laughs) just stay awake. Yeah, so The Dog Chug on Network 216 um, with with Roger and Andy Manchin, who will be our guest. He's going to talk about the World Series of Poker event that he was a part of. Yes, if you've seen poker on espn or whatever station it keeps being flip-flop between if you've ever seen any of those things where guys are getting these like guys or girls are getting these really nice bracelets because they won a world series this of wasn't poker. the world series of poker it was a world series of poker event yeah which I, yeah so right yeah like there, like stuff. there's like a full I, like at least i don't play poker i think i i understand it enough like from a basic standpoint the texas hold'em style where you got two cards instead of like having a hand of five mm-hmm. and you like and there's like, a community pot that you pretty much play. Yeah, and of. you're asked like, "Hey, dealer, can I get can I get two? Here's the two I don't want." That type of thing. Like, that's the type of poker that I played and I grew up playing. But like, there's there's the World Series of Poker, but then the World Series of Poker has like branch off events, and there's still chances to get bracelets mm-hmm. in some of those branch off events too. So we will talk to him about that and kind of what what their plans are with their show. And you know, it's a dog chug, so. A lot of Browns talk, a lot of Cleveland sports talk. A lot talk. of shenanigans is what they're showing. A lot of about. shenanigans. They're, they're, they're definitely the a different style. The yeah, exact 180 of what they're different show style is. podcasts, which is great. Yeah. Because they are, like I tell them all the time, they're by far one of the most unique podcasts I've ever watched. They're just there to have fun. Like that's what they'll tell you. And mostly, almost all their guests aren't like anyone big name. They're all fans of just Brown fans, and that's what they're about. Yeah, just, just getting people together, taking a taking a, a chug of any sort of beverage, whether I usually have water. Yeah, I mean that's what I got down here too. I'm about yeah. to take a chug because I don't this entire day. I I'm not complaining because it's hot outside. I am not. This is what the weather is in northeast Ohio. I don't mean to get off on a tangent. We're gonna get into Guardians in just like two minutes. So give me just like two minutes of your time. The entire day I've been going between facilities that the AC just doesn't seem to work properly or at all. At so work, your AC at your house goes out. It, it's and like then you're it's, thinking, okay, maybe I'm going to get into some nice cool air at work. No. Well, I'm usually I'm usually the one that's like, even if it's hot outside, like I'm wearing jeans and then I like carry a hoodie to work because the room that I'm working in, like, it's there. There really is no windows. It's like a window to look out to the window that's outside. And so, like, and I. It's, the system's, like, all intertwined, so, like, when someone in the, the room that we can see into, the studio we can see into, 
turns down the AC to try to make it colder in that room, it gets really cold <laughs> in the room I'm in. So, like, I'm used to it being really cold, so it's kind of a nice change of pace today for that being warm. That only lasts, like, an hour or so. Once, like, the humidity, the stickiness, like, it just kind of gets old, and then, you know, I'm getting a text while I'm at work that our AC at our house is, while it's running, the fan just doesn't seem to be pushing much cold air out. And we got a two-month-old baby at home. I'm trying to keep him cool. So, And we just had, the person just came out. Our, the former owners of our house, bless them, they paid for the spring service on the AC unit. They at least paid for that to, like, set us up. All we had to do was schedule it. Now, the person came out. It was a month ago. Like, legitimately one month ago today, we had someone out servicing it, telling us, okay, well, a couple of these other parts, this would be an extra cost that you guys would have to cover. They're not working so well. You may be able to push through with them, but, like, it's just, of course, they're trying to sell you on it. It's probably best to just do it now. Now, it really wasn't that expensive. We had the whole service paid for, which is a little bit up there. So we're like, okay, we'll do this. Let's just make sure we're all set. We're all good for the entire summer. And now a month later, like, it's not working at all. It's working worse now than when we turned it on before the service guy came out. And Oof. we were told it was all good. And they're probably going to come out and try to tell us we're going to have to pay for something else. You told us it was all good. I hope we can work out something where we're not really paying if at all, because it just, it's, it's there. So now we come to the studio here. We do the podcast here tonight. You guys said it was cool when you guys walked in, but apparently I just brought the heat because it's <laughs> like my eyes are starting to burn from how like, like hot or just humid in this room it is. Where John Connor is the man who kills Terminators. Are you the man that kills AC units? Also, <sighs> you're not coming over my house. <laughs> Stay away. I don't don't even cross the bridge to right. get to my house. All right, I'm not that. It's not that. It's not that intense. But yeah, yeah sure. AC it's, killer. Oh, AC killer. <laughs> you know, like if <laughs> Saved by the Fell fans, Saved by the Bell fans would not be very uh, very happy with you saying that. Cause, oh yeah. Man, AC Slater is is still alive. I don't think you well can take that driving. dude. He's a legend. Yeah, he is. He's he is a legend. Mario Lopez, AC Slater, doesn't matter. A legend. I love that show. Like, I did. I used to love it when I was a kid, for sure. I used. I mean, I don't. I mean, I wasn't around when it first came out, but I mean, it was always on, and one of those things. Instead of watching like kid shows when I was sick, like that's kind of some of the stuff that I would watch when I was at home, yeah. sick from school. Hey, it is what it is, and just like it's time to make that smooth transition to baseball talk. Oh, you didn't even <laughs> let me try, man. <laughs> I you just didn't did even it let you. me try. Yeah, you get to do it all the time. Just like Saved by the Bell, you know that show being great and stuff it is what it is i'm not an ac killer cal quantrill giving up five runs to start this game is it is what it is against the atlanta braves now guardians have been playing a little bit better of late but they have not found that exact hot streak now we've gotten guys like Ahmed rosario back hitting again and josh bell has appeared every once in a while when he wants to miles straw can't hit anything but he can throw guys out and he can play a heck of a Josh defensive Bell's, center we field. were off last week i didn't get to make fun of him and he didn't like last week what i do we made, made fun, fun of, of him people dude and... hits a home run josh you're garbage gotta okay. go man well he's definitely not listening right now so we'll uh it's it's you get what i'm doing 
I get, I get what you can't you're doing. say what I'm doing. Otherwise, it ruins it. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. It's a you gotta watch the show, man. You gotta watch. You gotta watch the show. That's right. I don't even know where. I don't know just, where we're going. Anymore. Yeah, I don't know where we're going because I, I was trying. Every to time sp- I talk, it's what I call. Oh, what was the guy's name? I was trying to smooth transition, and all of a sudden, you're just like, "Well, no, it's I, time for smooth." We we- I was trying to smooth transition without using the words "smooth transition." You didn't even give me a chance, man. <laughs> but we are it, it, like. Baseball, it's baseball season. We're going to talk baseball. I know that everyone wants to talk, just wants to immediately go to the Browns. I do have a rant, I think, later. Didn't tell you guys about this, but I have a little bit of a rant. It just kind of popped in my head as I was driving here. Got a little frustrated, but we'll, we'll see where this show goes. We got to get our guest on, and, you know, if he wants to join for a while, we'll, we'll have him on as long as he wants to be on. But Guardians, game under five hundred. Battling for first place. Now, does that mean that they're a World Series contender? No. But they just, they can't get out of their own, they can't get out of their own way. And, and yes, it was great to win last night. That is a very good win against a good team. A lot of people are just accepting and taking like, oh, we got one against the best team in, in baseball. Thank you. We, we can, we Thank can, you. we can lose this series. That's, that's totally fine. Cal's on the hill. He's, he hasn't pitched well all year. That's a problem. You, it, it doesn't matter whether you win the first one or the second one. If you have a chance to win this series, you need to pe- put your best foot forward. I know that Terry's not going to go away from Cal Quantrill yet. He, this is only his second start since coming off the, the injured list. He might get a start or two after the All-Star break, but something really is not right with Cal because when he came back before his first start, I don't know if you guys saw this interview, but he said, this is the best I have felt in months. I've seen the exact opposite. He looks worse than when he went on the IL. That can't. That's not good. That that cannot happen. Like what's have, unfortunate for him? We saw his backup, and he was doing much better. Logan Allen is down in the minors. Yeah, and fans are gonna be screaming for this dude. Right now, I'm not trying to use Cal as just a scapegoat because I that that's the other issue I've had with how this how the fandom and conversation around this team this year has gone. They've put themselves in that position, though. There, there's no one, no one can deny that because we're, we're flirting with 500. If you want to take the next step from going to the ALDS and taking the Yankees to the brink and should have beat them, should not have allowed them to then get their big bats going and, and allow everybody talking about, well, this is New York and it's the Yankees, so like ultimately they're going to win. You were supposed to take that next step this year. I know you cannot restart from where you ended last year. To see this, this has been frustrating, but it's been, you've seen that, what could be the turn of the tide. But again, we get in our own way. Classe is the leader in saves. But he's, you know, he's blown two saves, given up four, given up four runs last night. Or given up the home run last, so excuse Classe, me, giving up the, the home yeah. run last night. Like, I know it's a one-run game. I know he's been used a lot, and he probably could use the all-star break where we, he shouldn't even be playing in that game. Like, he could use that rest. We've been played in too many one-run games. So that's put Terry in a difficult position. To He has very limited guys he trusts to go in that situation. But if if you're put in there and you're telling your manager that you are good to go if he needs you in that situation, although everybody knows that you're tired, but you're saying you're good enough, you got you to gotta go get the job done. Again, Guardians, it doesn't matter. They get the win. 
it's just this 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 frustration. I'm not good with just winning one. You could have made a statement about what type of team you're becoming as the season goes on, you're developing into by winning this series. But you have a guy on the hill that is not even going to give you an opportunity. Yes, they had opportunities in the first and second inning to chip in that lead. They had guys on, guy on third, no out, both times. You got strikeouts, you got Straw striking out, you got Bo Naylor striking out, who's 0 for 14 in his last 14 plate appearances. And, like, he's a young guy, giving him time. But it's just the example. There is no situational hitting. It is lack of situational hitting with this team. That's where I'm frustrated with, but I do not accept just winning one against the best team in baseball. They should have gone and put their best foot forward tonight to try to win this one because you got four games against the Royals that you can then pad your pad your record at that point going in the All-Star break. The best thing about this matchup, and it, everything you're saying is like leading to what I want to talk about, is how you're saying, like, oh, you know, we won one. That means our expectations are too low, this team. That means that this team is not capable of winning it all. And if you're not capable of winning it all, you need to make the moves to be capable of winning it all. I'm sorry. There's there's no reason to be holding back with this team at all. It's been, what, the 75 years plus or something like that? Like, come on. It's just stop wasting my time. It is a waste of time. Like I'm, I love watching this team play. And a lot of these kids are great, but they need another bat. It is so obvious that because they, they're just leaving these guys on base all the time. And if it's not – without Josh Naylor, what he's doing this year, mm-hmm. and Jose, like, wow, we're in trouble. Like, thank God that Amad Rosario is heating up. But is that going to be enough still when you get to the playoffs and you're going against the big guns – with lineups that just got seven guys hitting twenty plus home runs and lineups, like it's not, it's, it's not enough. It's an, what do they call it? An arms race or whatever. Like we need another bat. Like bad. It's I'm tired of holding race. on to all these prospects. Like go get me someone. It's a power race. That's that's what it is. Like we've we known forever. We've had the pitching, but where like. There is no power. So when you don't have power, what do you have to do? You have to hit well in situational hitting. Like, now, can that be? Can Atlanta's you do well? Lineup. In- Who do they got? Those, the the oh Olsen gosh, kid like, from uh, the Athletics, and I mean they I got they got the, the catcher we wanted, Sean Murphy. Sean, Sean Murphy and uh, Matt Olson. Yeah, those dudes are just hitting bombs for them from Oakland. Like we could have got those dudes. But we want to hold on to all our prospects so we can have this long-gated greatness of winning divisions and coming up short in the playoffs wow great give me one world series championship it'll last so much longer than 20 division titles like i'm so sick of division titles did 2016 break them i don't know i it might have broke me (laughs) i I mean i'm so everyone's like just get in the playoffs i'm like no i want to go into the playoffs once like we were in the 90s the team to be feared I want our team to be feared getting into the playoffs. That thought just crossed my mind because what happened in 2017? Yeah, we we make the playoffs, but we get swept. 2018, I think we were swept again. 2019, didn't make it. 2020, it was the COVID year. So, I, you know, it was easier to make the playoffs in that 60-game sprint. Uh, 2021, you know, 22, like, 
you're making the playoffs, but there's like there's this wall in front of you now. And it's been since making it to Game 7 of the World Series in 27, uh, 2016. I'm not saying like you're going to make the World Series every year, but you're good enough to at least make a playoff run. But you're miss like you haven't learned your lesson about what that next step takes. What do the playoffs actually take? Yeah, having good pitching is great. Seeing them play small ball is great, but they're not even doing that now. And the pitching hasn't been great. I mean, Bieber, three of his last four starts have been eh. And last night, eh. I don't know if this whole, like, if he's hearing the noise about the trade deadline or whatever, and he's his mind's not right, or he just, he's writing on, like, he feels like writing it on the wall that he's out of here. I don't, I don't know, but he's only, he's hurting himself and he's hurting his team. Like, you're here still. Like, all the, all this talk has been media and fans. There have, if the, if the organizations come to him and say that they're, looking to do this like that's that's a problem but i don't think that that's how this organization operates if you're just like you're just going through the motions that's not good enough but i think knowing shane bieber and what we've seen from him here in cleveland i think it's weighing on him and you know what just go out there and pitch be the ace that you are you got guardians across the chest you got cleveland across the chest right now that's what it is you're the ace of the staff tristan mckenzie's hurt go out there set the tone and then again, these young guys just follow in line. Now, do need to hit a break. We might touch on a little bit more Guardians as it goes on. We'll keep you updated on the game as I'm looking at the any updates on my phone. There's no update. So it's still 5 to nothing. The catcher we wanted, Sean Murphy, of course, hitting a solo home run in this game. So we'll touch on more of that as the show goes on. On the other side, we will talk to Andy Manchin about his trip to a world series of poker event branch event and uh he was he had some big stacks in front of him for a while and then you know we'll see what happened from that point he will tell you his story on the other side this is the voice and land on the big play network whether you're looking to hire new talent or start a new career vector technical has you covered vector technical is a 28 year old staffing firm that has helped thousands of job seekers advance in their career with reputable partners throughout northeastern ohio vector technical is more than just a temp agency with an above average higher in rate of one in four candidates vector works hard to connect the right person with the right opportunity the first time vector technical hires for skilled manufacturing and light industrial work and is sure to have a career that whether you're looking to hire new talent or start a new career, Vector Technical has you covered. Vector Technical is a 20... Welcome back to The Voice Land right here on the Big Play Network. Kevin Arnold alongside Always Positive Jay and Peter Tell. We are going to uh, welcome Andy in. Let's do, let's do 8.30. Let's do 8.30 because I know that there was some issues with the, with the connection there. Even if he jumps in, we'll do it at 8.30. So when you get your phone back, if you want to text him and say, you know, if you jump in, that's totally fine. Just... We'll bring in at eight thirty. That works. I think we were just talking about Guardians. I think, you know, we got a couple minutes here, so I think Cavs making some moves over the over the holiday weekend. There's, you know, it, kind of perfect timing to to do that. NBA trying to, of course, tap into what the NFL does, be relevant as many months out of the year as you possibly can. We knew that coming into free agency. Cavs, what do they got? Not a whole lot that they can work with. 
No. So, I mean, we can we can do debates if you, if you really want to, and it doesn't matter if it's on this show or just out in public or on Twitter, whatever it might be. Like, oh, like, I don't know why they got this guy. This guy sucks. Like, they should have gone after this guy. Like, okay, but the level of talent that we got is what we can – what we could afford. We got afford. a starter, like, dude. We got a starter and, like, signing trades and – Using some of whatever cap space they had to sign George Niang and bring back Karis LeVert. Do the sign and trade with Miami and San Antonio where, yeah, you trade trade Chetty Osmond and Lamar Stevens away. Fan favorite, sure. Gritty, tough. Go do the dirty work out there on the floor, but not consistent enough. Part of the problem with guys in the corner that you kick it out to them, Chetty was a lot better at three at the three-pointer this year than most of the other guys that... He was just so inconsistent. Like, he was very streaky. Like, one yes. night, four for six. Next night, one for eight with five turnovers. And Lamar Stevens, you know, one of those guys, again, that would get down on the floor, get the floor burn, stuff like that. I think, you know, bringing him into game five when he did, that was probably too late because he was someone that I thought maybe could change at least, like, the toughness mentality of the team. But there was... I, after what Jared Allen says, much we don't want to hear it, he was brutally honest. And if they had that mindset that the bright lights were too bright, I like anybody was going to come in here and just dominate them because they just they weren't they weren't ready. And I don't know why. I don't know what conversations were being had, what type of adjustments or like it's one thing to go out there and play basketball, and you know you got this talent. On the floor with you, Donovan Mitchell can score from anywhere. Darius Garland can can shoot, can can handle the rock. Evan Mobley's an up-and-coming young star in the league. But if you aren't tough, if you aren't physically tough, mentally tough, if you don't have heart, like, your pride is on the line as these guys are going to the rim and getting offensive rebounds. And they just let the Knicks take their pride time after time after time and it was so frustrating to watch and if the Cavs try to make a run well hey we're gonna double up on Darius Garland or we're gonna make it tough for him to see over the defense completely clog the lane we're gonna clog the lane we're gonna make it tough for Donovan Mitchell to do what he likes to do we're gonna leave these guys in the corner because if they make one great but we're not gonna defend him because more often than not they're going to have one of the worst bricks you've ever seen. We're going to see off the backboard, somehow find the angle where it goes over the backboard when you're coming from the side of the hoop. George Niang, over his career, has shot three 40%. Max Struess, from Miami, shot the three pretty well. Do you buy into this this conversation that people are trying to have? Like They're fearful of Max Struess like, being no, able to exactly play his role because he's – He's not in the heat culture no more. People from the heat culture, the role players in the heat culture, when they leave it, they aren't the same player. Do you, do you fear you that shoot, that's going to be the case? Shoot. That's the bottom line. If you could shoot a three, you're not going to That's what JV needs to tell him. Exactly. Like, you can shoot. We brought you here to shoot. Shoot the rock. It doesn't go in. Shoot it again. Like, we're going to get you open. Guy, like, defenses are going to know that you can shoot the three. He's going to get a lot of open threes. Yes. And... Everyone's all worried, like, oh, we need to make a huge splash and this. Like, we didn't need to make a big splash. You know what the big splash needs to be is Ed Mobley taking a giant leap in his offense this year. That's the big splash we need to make. We just need to fill in spots. Yeah. We said that at the end of this year, dude. We just 
needed a couple three-point shooters to space the floor, and your the offense on that team changes dramatically after that. And you got guys that can't shoot the three, especially in the corner. I mean, I know how much work Isaac Okoro put into it, and he's probably continuing to do that here in this offseason. I can't fault the guy for his hustle, for his his work ethic. It's just they're either technique-wise or mechanics, whatever it might be, mental, whatever it is, there's something that he can't take that, that step towards consistency. I'm not looking for consistency right away. Look at LeBron. Like I know he's the exception to a lot of rules, but when he came in the league, yes, he was able to dominate. We saw the Thunder's dunks. But there were areas of his game that it took year upon year upon year continuing to work on it to get better. It's just it's so difficult to play basketball when you're basically out there on the floor, you're going three on five. When two guys can leave their shooters in the corner and can pinch in, clog the lane, you got guys that like to penetrate into the lane, kick it out, I, like that it makes it very difficult to operate. Now, Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, we're putting all of the Donovan Mitchell wants to go to New York conversation aside. That's just ridiculous stuff that we're not going to entertain right now until we see more definitive evidence of that. It's his home. People just let it go for right now. He's a Cleveland Cavalier for this year and next year, and he's got a player option for that that year after. I that. mean, he was rooting for uh, Rosario the other day, so I mean, were all the New York people all upset about that? Oh my gosh, they like, must have been flipping our out. native son. Like he, he's <laughs> just rooting for Cleveland. Like how can you? How can you? Abs- how can you? How can do you that? root for Cleveland when you're from here? Shame on you, Donovan. Shame on you. But Garland and Mitchell, and I know the regular season, people are going to try to just push it aside again, just like when LeBron was here. It was a different era, people. The regular season's going to have to matter for this team. Because if you look back on it, hindsight tend to be twenty twenty. Some of the bigger matchups against the bigger teams in, in the league, I, I don't know what their record was against against those, te- against those teams. It'd be, I'd have to go through their roster or uh, go through their schedule and see like okay the top four teams in the east top four teams in the west how did they fare throughout the year what was their record against those teams but it just it felt like the Cavs didn't always live up to those moments but they took advantage of opportunities against lesser teams just like the Guardians would do in their their division Garland and Mitchell I need to see a different look in their eye from game one of the regular season next year. Leadership, tenacity, not letting anybody punk us tonight. It's a two-game season. You're going to have the blowouts. That's totally fine. They're probably going to happen in January when you go on a West Coast trip. Just the doldrums of an NBA season. But for the most part, from game one, you got to see a different look in those guys they got to be pissed about how they went out of the playoffs and take that next step forward. What we haven't seen from the Guardians, we need to see that from the Cavs next season. And at least this front office is all in. Is all is all in. I mean, they're they're completely and they're doing what they, out, can. Much what they can. They they acknowledged the need. They addressed the need. Browns in their offseason, they acknowledged they're needs. They're pretty much all in. They addressed the needs. Guardians, they acknowledge needs. They don't always properly address those needs until it be, and they have to make quick changes throughout the year. So you gotta give them, gotta give them credit. There's something with all of that that I need. I'm gonna touch on in the final segment, but let's Mitch hit a break. All in. 
Let's talk to Andy about going all in. That's right. He may have gone all in, and maybe maybe it worked sometimes, maybe it didn't. We will hear about his World Series of Poker event story on the other side. You are tuned in to The Voice of Land right here on the Big Play Network. Are you struggling to hire the right talent or maybe even find the right career? Vector Technical makes it easy. Since 1992, Vector has provided Ohio employers with a reliable process for hiring and have helped thousands of job seekers advance in their careers. Vector Technical is more than just a temp agency. We invest time to get to know each client and candidate personally. Vector places people and job opportunities that they are truly excited about. Interested in learning more? Visit our website at www.vectortechnicalinc.com to see a full list of our current job opportunities and to find out what Vector Technical can offer you. Get your gear at voiceoftheland.com forward slash shop. Welcome back to The Voice of Land here on the Big Play Network. Kevin Arnold, always positive. Jay, Peter, Telep on the ones and twos. And we welcome in our guests at this time. Doing a little cross-pod promotion. I know, Jay, you'll be on at 10 o'clock tonight when yes. Dog Chug is on. Network 216, he is. I apologize right now for yawning because I will be yawning. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I'm so tired from fireworks last night, Andy. They kept me up till 2 o'clock in the morning. Andy, did you guys have like fireworks keeping you guys up last night too? Like, was it like a no. big issue or just like cool kind of local people doing it? I took it? the red eye back uh, the morning of July fourth, <clears throat> so I hadn't slept in like <laughs> two days pretty much. So I slept right through the fireworks. Nice, problem. Luckily, my two month old slept right through it, so I was able to sleep right through it last oh, night. That's uh, on the two month old, by the way. Thank you, thank you. I know that you're kind of a, a newer dad as well, Andy. Like, what when you first became a dad? Before we get into the World Series of Poker, I gotta I gotta ask you because I've asked sure. kind of other dads in the past for just different perspectives and stuff. What's one thing that you found out when you actually became a dad that you wish you had known beforehand? Wow, um, you know what? The first it was everything just felt like easier than I thought it was going to be, and I'm like, man, people complain about this. But then we had number two just recently, and holy crap, it's been, uh, <laughs> that, that is a big change. <laughs> so, so it is what it, it's true what they say. Going from one to two is probably one of the bigger adjustments you have to make. You know, we just don't have any help, so we, our personal life just shut down. So we're actually leaving on vacation uh, on Saturday, thank God, and. Just me and the wife, so looking forward to that. But nice. uh, yeah, it's quite an adjustment. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun time. Now, I know we were talking before we came on air. You know, I know people will probably see the tree in the background. That is a Cleveland Browns tree, not a Christmas tree, and it's going to stay up all year. Is that right, Andy? That's correct. It's a Cleveland Browns Christmas tree. Uh, a couple of buddies got it for me late in the right before Christmas, so uh, it's going to stay up this year at least. But now, if that'll probably be. If for some magical reason the Browns win a Super Bowl, will you ever take that tree down? I'll make you a deal. If they're still in the playoffs, it'll stay up. And if they win the Super Bowl, it gets another we'll keep year. It up at least another year. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> so uh, balls in your court, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> if there wasn't any other motivation for you, 
the, let the Cleveland <laughs> Browns Christmas tree. Do it tree. for the tree. Do it for the tree. I'm starting to chant in the crowd now. For the tree. <laughs> for the tree. <laughs> that hashtag will be trending everywhere, Jay. You'll hey, be- I started the Baker Mayfield chant before the Browns game. I could do for the tree, too. Yeah, some people would tell you don't take as much pride in that as maybe No, I didn't do, even mean to. Know. It was by accident. I'm not saying that. I, I, I am not saying that. I'm the, just. The best is the dude trying to give. I'm sorry. <laughs> give instruction on how, how to chant. I'm like, man, I was just joking around and sent a random tweet and it just caught fire. Now guys are like giving instruction in old videos on how to chant for people. Well, well you know where. A normal tweet goes once it hits Brown's Twitter. That's yeah. like a twilight zone of Twitter. Yes, this is very true. This is very true. But enough about the Browns. We brought Annie on to talk about poker. Because, hey, we talk about it all the time. We talk about everything. Pretty much. Everything. We won't We won't shy away from anything. And, Andy, I was actually following, too, because I know you were posting the pictures and updates and stuff like that. So I was following along because I was like, once I started like saw the second picture, I was in. I was in on the journey. Um, just like, how did you, how did you get in to, to the tournament? Was it a way to just to buy in, um, with the event or is there like, do you have, um, connections or some sort of like license? To... Sometimes you win small, like yeah. venues, like local sure. ones to like, get into these and to stuff. earn like a bid into bigger tournaments like that. So I haven't been, <clears throat> been to Vegas in quite a while. Um, haven't gotten to play in any bigger events, poker events, um, I love playing down with Jack. So my uh, buddy, it was his birthday, and he was planning on going alone. So somehow I got him to get on the phone with my wife, and he begged her. He said, like, please, it's my birthday. I'm going to have such a better time if you let him come down for a couple days. And wow, did that work. I tried <laughs> I tried to see if she let me go. It was, eh, we got a lot going on. Um, so she gave me permission. So super excited to go down there. <clears throat> I've never been down there for the World Series of Poker before. Uh, I'm more of a cash game player than tournament player but uh we went to uh, this place called batista's hole in the wall where uh your meal comes with unlimited table wine so uh sometimes i like little chug videos so i i recorded a video drinking a craft of wine which was a terrible idea because it had already been a long night (laughs) (laughs) and uh I was actually just going to go home because I was feeling really, really bad and missed the tournament. And uh, my buddy was going to go play in this event by himself. And then I realized, oh, man, I don't have time to get to the room. So I actually had to go to the bathroom and got sick, which is the first time that's happened in uh, quite a while. And then after that, I felt great. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to buy into this this event. And, uh, man, I never looked back. <laughs> so it was just a you buy into this one then. Yes, it, it actually, it had already, I think they started at like 10 a.m. And I probably late regged in at about 6.30. So when I bought in, I only had uh, 20 big blinds, which is like my stack relative to how many orbits. That's not a good place to be 20 big blinds. Um, but I was able to crawl out of that hole and then uh, cash later that night. And then I was the table chip leader, came back day two. <laughs> I was so intimidated because all these guys have played in, you know, hundreds of WSOP events, way more veteran with tournaments than I was. So I woke up at 8 a.m., went and got some <laughs> breakfast, and then uh, drank five beers before I went and played. I mean, that'll give you some liquid courage and uh, calm you down <laughs> a little bit. It, Maybe it calm you a calm little down too much down, but 
Although five beers for you is probably right. just a drop in the water, like on the pond, no big deal. So where's the where's like the highest of highs? Like where was the highest point that you kind of got to and maybe started to think like I can I can make a run in in this tournament, and then I guess like what uh, what ultimately kind of took you back the other direction. So there was a uh, poker vlogger, a guy that uh, makes his career by playing in tournaments and video video recording them, and then he makes videos, puts them on YouTube, has tons of followers. Uh, his name was Kevin Martin. He actually won Big Brother Canada, which is pretty awesome. He sat down at our table about halfway through the day, and um, I just immediately thought, okay, this is going to be the guy to knock me out. And I got it all in with him. I had him beat... He outflopped me, but then uh, I caught up on the turn and uh, doubled up through him, and I had about three and a half million chips at that point. And then I was feeling. Do you remember really good. your hand? I had uh, king queen, and he had jack ten, and he hit a jack and a ten, and then I uh, t- made a flush on the turn. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, that uh, that that made me feel really good, and then uh, man, the <laughs> your blinds are so low that this is a crazy event. Like it's designed to get people to go all in, in a very short amount of time, you go from 16,000 people. And then, uh, two days later, you're down to the final table. So, um, you really had to be aggressive. Uh, and I gave it the best I could. So there was, you said there was 15 plus or 15,000 plus people in this tournament. 16,000. And what place did you finish? 149. That is amazing, dude. That is so hard. And you started late, so you probably didn't have nearly as many chips as, like, everybody mm-hmm. else. So, I mean, if I had a hat, I'd take it off to you, my man. Like, that is highly impressive. What I wanted to ask you is a lot of people, they watch poker on TV. And it seems so much different than when, you, when you're playing in a big tournament like that. And when you watch on TV, it's not the same. They're, they're always showing the best hands, the big matchups. Most of the time, like, explain the big difference, how, like, most of the hands aren't that big of a deal, are they? No, definitely not. I mean, there's there's not a lot of thought put into them. I guess you could say it's fair to say, like, you're not being challenged on every hand. You know, you, you bet with a not the strongest hand in your range and someone raises and, you know, you just are instantly going to fold. Um, the big hands require a little more thought. Uh, it's very interesting, though, these days, if you have the Poker Go app, you actually get to watch the entire tournament. Like, So you're watching every hand, mm-hmm. which is much, much more different. interesting from a poker player's perspective. Because a lot of times, like, the things you see, like a hand, is mm-hmm. like, this dude's got a three of a kind right now, but also a flush waiting, while this other guy's got um, a full house waiting. Most of the time, it's... A pair beating three of a kind. Those are your big hands. Those are the ones that win pots and stuff. And it's actually more like, you know, someone betting with a pair and then someone raising with nothing, and then the guy that has the pair re-raises him and then folds. Like, yeah, <laughs> nonsense. It is. It's 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 a lot in those tournaments. It's so much. You're just trying to intimidate most of the people from playing at the table. You got to just raise without barely seeing anything. So. Your crap cards don't play, and you don't want to play your two five. Like, oh, I'll just see a blind. Like, no, I'm going to make this so expensive that you can't see. I don't want you seeing anything and catching some crappy hands or something. And yeah, from what I hear, they're just 
ultra aggressive in those tournaments because if you're not, you fall behind. And you do, like he said, you'll just, blinds will come around, and yeah. the blinds will just eat your stack. And next thing you know, you're like, I played two hands, and I got no chips. <laughs> now, with the big hands, though, Andy, like, when more thought process needs to come into it, Jay was just talking about, like, on TV, they're showing, they're kind of telling people at home where, like, what scenarios each player kind of has, what percentage they have to win the hand. How much does that sink in when you're kind of going through because you can see some of these options as well that that might happen for you if you're if you're in not saying you push all in with your chips but you're in on the big hand how much does that go through your head and can that sometimes be a detriment to making the right decision uh ultimately to stay in a tournament sure i think you have to uh poker players probably at his best when he goes with his gut i think the more you get in your head the more you just tend to overthink it and sometimes make the wrong decision. Uh, that's sort of where I'm at when I am comfortable drinking a few beers at the table. Cause I think that helps me like not overthink things. Mm-hmm. Um, when you don't trust this... your gut, what he's talking about happens to me all What's the time. Cause I'll be like, <laughs> you know what? I knew I should have folded, but I, you, I have a problem where I want to see the hand <laughs> I paid for it. I'm like, I knew I was going to lose. I knew I was losing hand, but I had to know if what you had, that's my problem. This tournament, though, is really designed to just get you all in on the flop uh, early on in the hand. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a lot of information that you had to do that. So I don't know. When anyone would take like a minute to make their decision, a lot of times it's like, come on, dude. <laughs> like you either got it or you don't, full or whatever. And then they would. But uh, yeah, I think that our table is pretty good that we acted fast for the most part. And again, it was pretty much all all ins on the flop or beforehand and uh i just kind of got lucky to avoid shoving all in when someone hit a monster hand that they could call me with i wasn't playing many hands so when i raised they were folding to me pretty often which was nice yeah so yeah yeah much different than like a cash game you're going to be ultra conservative more or less yeah so so explain like that difference that you know you're kind of talking about yeah. like those so, what you typically play Andy, and, and what you ended up playing doing at this tournament if you buy into a cash game you're supposed to buy in for 100 big blinds which means you could literally survive you know 100 orbits before you go broke mm-hmm. if you didn't hands, which is a ton that's if you're playing eight-handed that's uh quick math that's like 14 million hands <laughs> um <laughs> Cash, you can sort of slow it down and wait for the cards to come to you. You can play the players a little bit more. But in tournaments, you just got to put your foot on the gas and, and hope, especially a tournament like this. If you watch uh, the main event, everyone at the table has 30 to 50 to 60 big blinds. But in our particular tournament, it like the guy that had the most chips at the table had 20 big blinds, which is nothing. So mm-hmm. um, you had to be careful because if you went all in with nonsense, someone's calling you down with pretty light Uh so I think my conservative strategy uh, worked out for me. See, like, that's what I like. I personally, I like cash games. Mm-hmm. I think the strategy yeah. is much, there's more strategy into it. There's more, being, you're able to read the players more. Like he says, where when you're in those tournaments, you're really counting on luck. You gotta, you're just hoping you're catching hands. Because if you ain't catching hands, you're just done. You're dead in the water. And, like, I know that there's each person has their own technique, and I don't want to, like, secrets being given up. Like, what's the key to, to, like, a good bluff? To be, like, a good bluffer at the table and stay in tournaments longer because there's going to be moments where I feel like you're going to have to do that. What makes a good bluff? (laughs) 
Yeah, right. so everyone in poker plays sort of ranges. So, like, if I'm the first to open, there aren't that many hands that I would probably have if I'm playing, you know, basic poker. Like, I'm not going to – I'm probably not going to open with 7-3 off. Mm -hmm. So, if the flop comes 7-3, it's hard for me to represent that, that I have those cards. But if the flop – if I raise and someone calls me and the flop comes ace-king-5, even if I don't have anything, if I raise there, there's a pretty good chance he has to respect my raise and he would probably fold. Um that's a pretty good time to, to bluff. And then there's also position. Uh, you know, if there's 10 people at the table in your first act, you have nine other people that haven't looked at their cards yet that could all, any of them could have aces. So if you raise from first position, you're more likely to have a better hand. Uh, if it gets all around and you're like the third last act, that's kind of when you want to bluff with your crappier okay. hands because you only have two people that, you know, get to act behind you. But then again, they know that you're doing that. So it's this whole meta game that just goes back and forth. And that's just like the like you say in the position. There's the whole mental like psychology of bluffing behind it too. Like basically, it's like the radio business, man. When it's a bit, you want them to think it's real life, and when it's real life, it's a bit, and that's what you have to get them to thinking. Like, I'll even tell you some of my strategy. Like, I'm pitless. I'm, I'm yeah. pitless. Yeah. <laughs> like I sometimes like if I my first bluff, one of my most famous moves. Is it's called, I think it's called mucking your cards, showing them if everyone folds. And I'm like, you guys, you guys, just, and I'll bait them pretty much. I'm like, you guys folded to this, and I'll have a crap hand. I, I, I want him to see those cards, so I'm pretty much making everyone at the table mad at me. So next time I go to do it, they're like, oh, I'm calling you. You think you can keep bluffing? I'm like, well, I got pocket kings this time. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut this clip. Right here, and this is this is the only one I'm gonna send out. I'm gonna send it to everybody. I just need a list of everybody that you play poker with, and I'm gonna send it just to them. I, we we need better promotion for this this podcast, but guess what? I'm gonna push that to the side. I'm gonna sacrifice. What did I do more to you, viewers. man? This is what we. This is what we do. This isn't a bit. We give each other a hard time all the time. I know. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I do something like that? Oh, but you wouldn't give me the list of names anyway. So good thing is all the people I play poker with aren't on social media either. So I'm good. Uh, well, we'll, I'm safe. Eh, we'll, fi <laughs> we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. Andy, uh, you know I know that you're going to be talking about a lot of this too on on Dog Chug. So and I know you got some time. Need to need to get prepared for the for the show. But talk to people about Dog Chug. I know you guys are on Network Two One Six. But how can people find you? Follow you? Those types of things. We always leave the floor open at the end of an interview for everybody to uh to plug away as you wish sure well uh check us out dog chug every wednesday at 10 o'clock i know uh network two and six has started a discord where they're putting out a lot of uh sports bets um they actually got a couple guys that are doing pretty well i'm actually making i'm following their bets and so far it's been very profitable uh love sports betting so um yeah go check out network two and six and all their great shows and Check out the dog chug. Uh, great promotion for the dog chug, APJ. You got it exactly right. We're not really looking to, you know, make our guests more knowledgeable. Maybe you'll pick something out that, that you haven't thought of before, but we're really just trying to entertain. And I think the people that uh, check us out have a great time. So they'll make you that's laugh. That's for yeah. damn sure. And that's that's what you want. No, wh whatever style you use, and yes, everybody and their mother has a podcast nowadays, but what makes you different? What, what, um, muses you what entertains you what do you have fun doing and, and just put it out there and that's what you guys do um, that's what we try to do here on this show as well in a different format and it's totally okay we may not even agree on everything 
and it's totally okay. But I know that, Jay, you're going to be on tonight at 10 o'clock, so make sure everybody tunes into that. A little cross-motion here tonight. But, hey, we'll do this anytime, every time if we, if we need to, Andy. And it's always it's always fun getting a chance to talk to you. I know Jay gets, uh, gets to talk to you a little bit more than I do. But, hey, it's always fun. And anything we can do to cross-promote, cross we will always do that for you guys. And I know the same from the other side as well. Hell, yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure to pop my voice in the land cherry thank you for having me <laughs> absolutely well andy thank you so much for jumping on here tonight make sure to tune in tonight 10 o'clock an hour and 15 minutes away actually an hour and 11 minutes away always positive jay's got a little bit more mic time here tonight with the boys on the dog chug andy mansion joining us here tonight thank you so much we got one final segment to go here on the voice of land and we will do that next right here on the big play network are you looking for a career in manufacturing? Vector Technical has you covered. Vector Technical is a 28-year-old staffing firm that has partnered with some of the biggest and the best companies throughout Northeastern Ohio. The recruiters at Vector Technical will coach you through the entire job process and will help you land an opportunity that you are truly excited about. Vector does not add any additional fees and offers benefits as well as free online skills training through Penn Foster. To learn more, visit www.vectortechnicalinc.com and make sure to check out our job board to see a full list of our current opportunities and apply. Welcome back to The Voice of Land. About 10 minutes left in the show. Kevin Arnold, always positive. Jay, Peter Tellup, or better known as Audio. And Audio is the reason he's going to be in deeper parts unknown next week, so we will not have a show next week. I know, I know. You guys just take all these vacations. You guys aren't consistent. Oh you, guys, you guys wanted to jump to the middle of the Did week. Did you hear you know? the, the voicemails for the RBS show today? No. Dude, it's a bunch of people no. complaining because they had the two days off. One of the most annoying things in, that just drives me nuts is when people tell other people how to spend their time. Wait, like, wait did they, have, they had the holidays off? And they I were know. complaining about that? Oh my, oh my gosh! Our our boss gave us an, gave us as content an extra. Day. Well, uh, I guess Look, I just gave away where I work. I, I blew it at this way, man. <laughs> I ain't gonna tell a grown person how to spend their money, and that's right. something you can earn and you can get back. Time once you spend it, it's gone. There's no getting it back. So I sure in the hell ain't telling anyone how to spend their time. Like that is the most precious thing you got, except gonna... except for to listen to the voice of the land. Yes. Yeah, I mean you could do that while you're doing stuff. Can you though. just can you like start like leaving voicemails like every other day, like like try to use like a different voice and just say like voice of the land, voice of like, land. Yeah, tune in to voice of land. Just blah, 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 voice of the land. You know you know that they're not gonna. Do you know? <laughs> I've left like multiple voice voicemails from different like made up voices and stuff. See, they have no clue it's me ever. See, I know that. I know that Aaron's tuned in in the past and stuff like that, but I right now is the moment I hope he's not. Even though, like, <laughs> I, I I want my hosting skills to Aaron, be out there. Aaron, if you're watching, <laughs> off. Um, Aaron, Chris, Siri, turn off Aaron Goldhammer's um, radio. <laughs> but what you need to do is you need to call in with a different voice and like have a take. But every single time, somehow find a way to sneak but, in. I heard the voice guys land at the Voice of the Land were talking about this, and I think that... Yes. 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 Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's your rant, my friend? I need to, you need before to let it I, out. Before I do that, because I know you just kind of talked about what it, what annoys you. Before I do that, we didn't really... We got right into things tonight, and we wanted to make sure we got to our guests, but we didn't do prayers and well wishes. I do want to make mention of 
um, you know, Janice's cousin, like my cousin now with it, within by marriage, um, Heidi and her husband Ray, their two boys. Um, we were supposed to. They actually live just over the border into West Virginia, Wheeling, West Virginia, around that around that area. And uh, we were we were on Monday. We were going to go to Ogilvy Resort to watch the fireworks because they're actually like their house is pretty close to there. Um, and uh, you know, just just unfortunate series of events. Everybody's okay. Everything is okay now. But continue prayers for them and well wishes because a it actually started a tree across the street from them fell onto the power lines, knocked the main line down, like ripped off the ripped off the pole, and it, you know ended up falling across their driveway. The boys were about to go outside. The five and three year old boys were about to go outside. There's a chain link fence, like there could have, but you know, it could have been bad. Could have been could have been a little little rougher. Um, but as it as the line came down, it hit another line, more of like a local line. I, the terminology kind of escapes me right now. But it was like a power surge, and that's what really knocked out their their power. They tried to use a generator, but there was like there's an issue I think with their electrical, and that's what they're thinking. So it like started a fire in their house. So like so we're driving, we know that the, the power's out, and uh, we're bringing them food. We're you know gonna meet up and. Um, see like what help they need and if the boys still want to go to fireworks we'll take them the parents need to stay home and take care of the house that's that was fine they told us there's gonna be a road close sign as you get close to our house that's for what's going on right now we will just drive through that like you're totally fine to drive through that so we and we got people it was like a long road to get to their house people are flashing the lights and we know why they're flashing the lights you know like tree down power line down that type of stuff um and then as we're kind of getting closer, we get past the road close sign, and then a guy in a truck kind of like we can see him putting his window down, so we stop, and he says, Haley, you can't go this way. And we, we said, well, we're just going up to this house right here. Like, this is a family. Like, we're, you know, we're, we're just kind of coming to help. He's like, well, like, you're probably not going to get much further because there's a structure fire. We're thinking, like, is this, like, is this the next step? And, um, yeah, like, luckily it was just, like, one corner of the house, but smoke smell throughout, you know. Um, and they still don't have any power. They're going to have to have an electrician come in. They might have to have the whole house rewired. So uh, we're going to try to help as much as we can. They're hoping insurance really helps out. But I need to give to the Clausens. i got to give as, as many prayers and well wishes that I can. Just, again, everybody's good. Everybody's healthy. That's the most important thing. Families all together. Um, that's, that's the happy part. But, hey, dealing with those kind of those stresses, real life hits you sometimes. Um, you know, so... Anything that we can do as a as a show, or even Jana and myself, we love you guys, and we will we will help any way that we can. Um, I wanted to make sure that I did mention that here tonight, because yeah, you know, life life does hit you, and um, you know it's it's important to talk about. We don't we pull back the curtains. We don't we actually don't have any curtains up on this show. We're just we're wide open. We're we're very open and honest about things. Um, this isn't one of those moments where it's an easy smooth transition, and I mean I, it's, there's some things. We're gonna have some fun. We'll have some fun to end the show with with a little bit of a rant, but um, you know it. When you hear about fires, the, one you worry about the safety of everyone. Yeah. That's most important, like you said, yeah. and like the house structure and all that stuff can be rebuilt. That's mm-hmm. it's it might cost money and financial, but like we said, money comes and goes. You can get more. You can get, that's that's okay. There's some things though that if they lost that it, like pitchers mainly is one mm-hmm. thing like in a fire you think like imagine if like something like 
heirlooms yeah. or something like that, family things that you just can't replace, and yeah. you hope that it's nothing like that. Yeah, luckily it was just like rain jackets that kind of caught fire. Like there's a bit. Yeah, it's a, like. You, as you just go in the door, I know there's like a big hole in the in the wall, but that's because when the firefighters came, they had to cut into the wall because they got to see if the smoke is like coming up through there. Like if there's like a deeper issue, even though the main fire's out. And honestly, like the actual flames, she had uh, she had put out because she had seen them and she used the fire extinguisher, but it was more so the smoke that was just billowing through. And then, you know, that can always cause more, mm-hmm. uh, worse problems for you than even just the flames. Um, but luckily just... Some rain jackets and stuff, and I know they'll go through and see what else. But uh, just uh, thankful that uh, everybody's everybody's okay. What I'm not okay with, from a sports standpoint, and it's hard to put this hat back on, but we've been talking. We talked about the guards. We talked about the Cavs tonight. Didn't really talk about the Browns. They're still on vacation. I mean, it's about two or two two and a half weeks away from going to West Virginia, going to the Greenbrier. Um, they'll be down there for about eight days. Getting some team chemistry together, starting training camp. They have the Hall of Fame game, so they got to start earlier than everybody. Hopefully, I'm working on maybe possibly getting one to come on the show at the end of the month. Maybe. Hopefully. Oh, hopefully. Oh, uh, no promises yet. No, yeah, no, yeah. We don't. We don't promise anything. We we've learned our <laughs> we lesson. We tease. We tease. <laughs> More often than not, the teases don't. Yeah, sometimes they don't come <laughs> they, to fruition. They don't, they don't come to fruition, but. I was thinking about this, especially as I was driving in, because I knew we were going to talk about, um, you know, possible trade deadline coming up for the for the Guardians, making moves to try to improve the team, and free agency for the NBA, for the Cavaliers, trying to improve the team. These are two teams that have more often than not over the last several years have been in contention or done things right as an organization. And we expected them to, we, especially the Cavs, we expected them to make moves, whatever they could do to improve the shooting, and that's that's what they did. Now, I haven't seen a lot of people poo-pooing who they got. I think a lot of people understand. But just in general, you don't usually you don't see like people going to bat like, oh my gosh, they know everything about Max Struess, and this is the most underrated signing of in all of history. This is going to take the Cavs over the top. You don't have those people. Oh my gosh, this trade, do you see this prospect for the Guardians? Do you see this guy? This is the best. Thing that this organization has ever, ever done. I cannot wait to see this person on the field. I'm going to go to AAA, and I'm going to see him play, and I'm going to go when he get, makes his major league debut. I'm going to be there. This team is going to be so great next year. Season ends rough. You don't see, like, after that month, month and a half, that transition back, that, that positivity. But these teams have, like, given us a lot more good moments, I would say, of recent memory. You know who doesn't give us many good memories? Good moments, the Cleveland Browns. You know who gets all the love and praise for every single free agent signing and every third round, fourth round, seventh round draft pick that these are the best players that have ever come into the into fruition, ever, ever been a part of this organization? They have sucked for so long, and they get so much credit. We over and over and over again, we go through this cycle. I know that this is the way it is, and this is what it means to be a Cleveland fan. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and not really getting a different result. We don't have an impact on the team. I understand that. But we get all this hope, and then, you know, then we, oh, at the end of the year, like, oh, my gosh, I can't, I knew that this guy wasn't going to be good. I knew this guy wasn't going to do what they wanted him to do. I knew that this defensive tackle couldn't stop the run. 
No, you said that he was going to be the greatest gift to God's green earth. Like, I, I just, I don't understand, like, how a bad team gets so much positivity and everybody always wants to find the negative with the other two teams that have done so well. I still, I still don't get it. It is weird. That is some, it is weird. I'm trying to, like, does while it, you're talking it about it, I'm you... trying to, like, figure out, like, why do they do that? Like, thinking reasons why. I know. It's, I mean, the I Browns, kinda... maybe it is, like, literally our best season is the off season for the Browns. It's the only time we win anything is the off season. I know, but at some, but it's like, at some point, that, that expectation's got to yeah. change. Like, that mentality's got to change. That's what we said. Well, guess what? The product you're season. given is crap, but they know they can get you back in the off season, so they're going to keep doing it, and you're going to keep doing it. I, I just, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I'm rooting for the Browns to be good this year, but I need them to prove it to me. In a reality standpoint, I need them to prove it on the field. If, if they're, if they start like four and one, like they get off to this great start and like, I'm like all excited on the show about it. I'm not jumping on a bandwagon. I'm always on the Cleveland wagon. I've never jumped off the Cleveland wagon. I'm just jumping off the false hope trolley that just gets me nowhere it doesn't doesn't satisfy my sports fandom like it i just it frustrates me i know it's kind of random guys but does it make sense yeah i know what you're saying like i mean i think people do get excited for the other team's pickups too i think they all like you said though they get more negativity probably than the other teams like but i mean like how long are we gonna i yes the way the Cavs lost i'll put it this way if you talk to older Browns fans, people that are not on Twitter, mm-hmm. it is the complete opposite. Is it really? Oh, dude, dude, dude! I know how many old people I know that just completely given up on that team. They're like, <laughs> oh, I hope they do good, but I don't expect anything. I don't even. They don't even watch them anymore. Like half the time, like, like they a- have like given up. Like they're so angry. Their time is of the Browns. They pretty much. Think they've been gone since '95. Yeah, I'm gonna be there every Sunday. Like I'm gonna watch every game. I'm gonna hope that they do well. I just. I I can't go in saying like oh like this is this is our year like I I just I can't do that and I know other pe- I'm not telling people that they you know that they shouldn't be doing that I, I've no care in the world of how you want to be a fan you're just waiting I just, to react to see what they do yes like you're not predicting I'm just like downfall just, you're not predicting Super Bowl winning team you're just waiting to see who they are you're gonna instead of being hyped either way. You're going to say and react to what they are. You're waiting for it to happen, more or less. Am I correct? Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. Like, that's just, what I said. It's just like... <laughs> I get more excited probably than you. Just I don't. I can't help myself sometimes, but I'm probably more tamed that way mm-hmm. than I've ever been. Like, I'm all about them. I just want to... I want them to do it. Sometimes I'm tired I just of gotta, hyping them. Sometimes I just got to work through, like, these sports conundrums that just randomly pop my head. Like, these, when you're driving, just... You know, sometimes things just pop in your head, and you just sometimes you got. It's better to talk it out with people. I'd put it this way: it's better that they are positive about those moves. I wish they were just more positive about the other teams' moves too. Right. I'd. I. I. I'd, I don't think it's any good to put ne- like negativity out there, like "oh, this team sucks," blah blah blah. Like, it's not gonna help. Like, you, you, I believe when the team win becomes truly a all-time winner is when all three phases of this team. W- fandom when the culture is all about winning and believing in winning with the team with the media and the fans like there's no worrying no more and that's going to come from just consistent winning that's like every step of the process actually 
matters and it doesn't just get like once it's over white try to be wiped from memory type thing like and that's what that's what the excitement in the offseason makes me feel like like are we just wiping away like what we just what we just saw like i know that each season is different but i usually do honestly i, I saw like a bunch of the, I, with with football i think there's so many teams that just come up out of nowhere too that's a, another thing yeah, like baseball and basketball like that very rarely we're... happens where a team comes out yeah. of nowhere and wins it all you usually have a pretty good idea who's in a... football is very oh, the teams are all close anybody mm. like there, it is any given sunday that's another probably reason that you get that false hope yes yeah. i mean how many teams have we seen that won three games next year they're in the afc or nfc championship or something like look what the Bengals finally yeah. done look at the saints when they made their run they were garbage like astronaut how bad the saints were when he played for him right when drew Brees goes there you change that culture and everything's different one of these days i would love to take the season of dreams tag away from the 2017 and onto a team that actually did something because that team didn't go to the playoffs and we still call it the season of dreams will this be the season of the browns christmas tree (laughs) for the tree for the tree for the tree for the tree I also, I also wonder when, like, I know the Cavs losing and the way that they lost is terrible and what was said after and Jared Allen and all those comments, like, it's all bad. I just, I fear that going into that season, all we're going to get is negativity and even, like, until they are in a playoff game again, just going to have, like, this, I feel like I, I'm fearing the weird energy and I don't want weird energy because I love good basketball in this town and I love good basketball in the regular season. I love having that and being able to care about that I mean, before I have excited. to care about the playoffs. I can't wait for the basketball season to start. I can't wait for the football season to start. I love what? when it's – I just love when it's – you got playoff baseball, football, and basketball. That is, like, this is the best time. Yeah. Boy, hopefully we get some playoff baseball. I, I don't even know what the score is right now and don't care, but this team's got – Guardians got to make a run, and hopefully they do that. We'll be back in two weeks right here on The Voice of Land. So – Hopefully we got some better things, more, even more positive things to talk about alongside Always Positive Jay and Peter Tillip. I'm Kevin Arnold reminding all of you sports fans, don't let anyone ever tell you it's just a game. We truly love you all. 3,000. Hey, Guardians, don't talk about it. Be about it. And, hey, live life. All gas, no breaks. We send our prayers to the Klausen family, and we'll see you next time right here on the Big Play Network with the voice of the land. Thank you.